Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and this is your place for unfiltered conversations, the unfiltered experience with myself, Christopher Roush, and soon to be joining me, my host with the most, Mr. Scott Goyette. He's having a little bit technical difficulties getting here, signing on. He's at his vacation property, so we're going to have him join us just here in a second. So meanwhile, you just have me unfiltered and raw and unscripted. Ladies and gentlemen, how's your week going? What's going on? Whether you're watching us live or you're watching us here on the replay, we know some of you guys do that. We thank you so, so, so very much. You guys are our unfiltered crew. We talk, we call you guys our unfiltered crew. You guys are our family. We appreciate each and every one of you being here every single week, chiming in with the comments, chiming in with questions, uh, hitting us up and talking to um, and talking to us on the back channel as well about things that we can do for you and just uh, ideas for shows and whatnot. We just appreciate you guys. We bring it here every single week. We've been doing this since the beginning of COVID way back when. Uh, and we just love bringing the authenticity, the the conversations to you guys um, to make you think really, you know, we, that's the whole purpose and the intention of this show that Scott and I started was to be able just to have unfiltered conversations talk about vulnerability, talk about real stuff that nobody else is talking about so that we can have those discussions so we can get stuff out in the open and we can start the healing process, right? This isn't about bullshit. This isn't about hiding stuff and suppressing stuff. This is about dealing with stuff and, and bringing up the yucky and the ugly in our lives in order to be able to, to process it and, and deal with it. Because so many times we're often running from the truth. We're often running from the things that the very things that we need to confront and face in order to get to that next level in our life right? Think about the things that you're doing. Think about the short-term gratifications of your life. Think about the, the, the life that you're running from. They're, they're, it's crazy. I talk to people all, all throughout the day for coaching calls and they're running to a job that they don't like. And then they're running back to a home, to a family life that's not working for them. And yet they're hoping, wishing, and praying that someday things are going to change. It has to start from within. And it starts from within when we get aware of what it is that we're going through and we start to accept responsibility for the position that we're in. And then we start taking action on what we're going to do to resolve that. And that's the conversation we're going to be having here tonight. We have an amazing guest who I've become personal friends with. Uh, we've been sharing the stage on Clubhouse and having a lot of great conversations. Um, her, her authenticity, her journey, her vulnerability, her passion, um, her rawness, her desire to help people shift their perspectives is massive, is massive. You're, you're going to see her heart like in two seconds. You're going to see and feel her radiance um, beaming through the microphone and beaming through the screen for you guys. So we want you guys to make sure you guys have something to... Uh, to write with because we always want you to be taking notes. Take notes, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you just walk away with one or two things that get you moving, walk away with those one or two things, put them into action. And guess what? You'll start seeing results. I was just working on some brand new content uh, this last couple of days. I've been excited and re-energized with uh, the stuff I'm doing in Cancun with this beautiful person that we're going to be bringing on here in a minute. And I just started looking at things. I'm like, you know what? I need to shift a lot of what my perspective is and a lot of what my focus has been with my content because guess what? People are shifting, life is shifting, outcomes are shifting, perspectives are shifting, opinions are shifting, the news is shifting, everything is shifting. So I started taking a look and I started looking at my overall coaching content and started realizing that I could sit there and manipulate and, and move things around in order to cater to what's going on in the world today. And we've got a lot of uncertainty going on in the world today. We've got a lot of anger. We've got a lot of resentment. We've got a lot of emotion going on in the world today. And it's my intention with this show and it's Scott's intention with the show and our guest's intention with the show uh, for each and every one of us to take a step back, right? I read it in The, Un the Untethered Soul, uh, a book by Michael Singer. And he talks about, you know, there's all this commotion. There's all this chaos that's going on in our brains. And we feel like it's a part of us. But all, our, all it is, is it's electrical energy in our brain. And we can choose to, to associate with it and have it be us. Or we can choose to sit there and have the perspective of like, okay, I got a lot of stuff going on in my life. So which one of these things am I going to deal with and conquer first? But so often what we do is we go, oh yeah, this is all here. Oh, hey, shopping. Oh, hey, drugs. Oh, hey, alcohol. Oh, hey, sports. And we never deal with this stuff. We never deal with that stuff. And guess what? That's what makes people comfortably miserable. That's what, that's what makes people stand on, uh, stand on the edge of a cliff to jump. That's what makes people get hopeless. And we don't want people being hopeless. We want people being positive. We want you guys taking action and being results oriented with what the attitude that you can possibly have in order to get out of that victim mindset. A lot of people are, are, are operating in victim mindset. What we're going to be doing tonight and talking on the show is how we can shift that, how we can shift that we're looking through the lens of fear and we can be more perspective shifting to look through the lens of love and be able to be in, begin to heal some of the stuff that we've got going on in our life. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Mr. Superman himself, Scott Goya. What's going on, Scott? What's up, Chris? I'm just putting on headphones. 
you're up, just brother? putting on the headphones yeah. well I, while you're putting, putting on the ritz but with headphones putting on the ritz well i can say go. this it's All been right. 75 days baby but it's oh five o'clock somewhere so cheers to that kick ass unstoppable in case you guys can't see that at home if you're on the podcast my cup says kick ass unstoppable and we're ready to rock and roll man we got a great guest to, uh, tonight scott so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna jump right into it because i know you're gonna love kimberly i know you're gonna love the conversation so Let's do it uh, thank you james for being here what's up margaret good to see you scott is in the house we got lee in the house what's up lee h thank you brother oh, for being yeah. here all right so i was just doing a bunch of lead-in stuff and a bunch of jibber jabber but our guest tonight is the fascinating the passionate the intelligent the life journeyman miss kimberly hausman kimberly welcome to the unfiltered experience what's going on darling hi hey scott hey christopher thank you so much for having me and i'm so happy to be here thank you all right we are happy to have you here i hope that the intro did you justice i don't go off any scripts i don't sit there and read people's bios but i just know that i've come to know you as somebody who is passionate who generally cares about people you and i have been connected on facebook for so many years and i know we've chatted on our posts and everything and it wasn't until recently we became more connected connected on clubhouse and we could both the thing about clubhouse is the fact that we can't see one another but we know through our voices and through our hearts what's coming across and the people that we're helping and we're impacting and i hear that always with you and everything that you're talking about so we're excited to have you here you have quite the journey that you've been on throughout your life and yet your perspective is so amazing which people are going to find out about that talk to us about your journey and what it's meant to you to be able to have that growth to become the person that you are today versus the person that you were before yeah so we're all on this journey called life and you know we're here to have those lessons and fortunately unfortunately my life has been a series of crazy badass fun exhausting lessons and as i was going through them i'm like for the love of Pete, like what is this for you know i i thought you know i am i a bad person is it you know what's going on and it's not until at 52 i have now understand why every shitty fun exciting thing i've gone through was to help not only learn the lesson for myself but to carry that in and to help people remove those blockages that are holding them back and i could authentically say hell yeah i know what that feels like because i've gone through it four times and maybe one more time just to get my attention so you know i'm just happy to help people my i am a servant's heart and i'm just wanting to help people avoid that rabbit hole the darkness that i went to those shitty relationships that i stayed in the labels that i lived under and just to bust out of the matrix so i'm just here to help and share my journey in any way and i am unscripted unfiltered open book here and it's a long time coming to finally be on your show I believe in divine timing. I, I still had a little more growth to, to do to get to where I'm at, to know why we connected. So I'm just happy to be here. And Scott, I'm happy to get to know you also. So thank you. I love it. I love it. And yeah, you you nailed it too. You guys can hear me, right, Chris? Yep. Good? <clears throat> you know, you nailed it. Chris and I are always talking about the, the little, you know, you get the little tap, like the universe comes up and goes, hey, hey, got a lesson for you. And then does the little this and you're like, Huh? And then a punch to the head and eventually it becomes a freight train. And at that point, we're like, oh, I don't want anybody else to get hit by the freight train. But some people are experiential learners. I know Chris and I are. <laughs> we need to be hit by the freight train to learn. But uh, I love what you're doing. And Chris and I subscribe to this in full. The whole idea of if we've got a lesson because we've lived it to be able to share it. And if nothing else, at least hold space for somebody else who's going through it so they know they're not alone. So. Tell us more about some of these experiences because because we've all got tons of them and uh, and they're they're super important to share and get people out of the way so they don't uh, fall into the same the same traps that many of us have. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the first thing that came into my head was hamster wheel. I was on that hamster wheel of relationships over and over and over. And I was like, what is going on here? And I realized, of course, the common denominator was myself and until you know, you don't understand how your childhood trauma, how you're raised. I always say I was raised by the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family. So when I didn't have that effing happy ending and Prince Charming to come rescue me, I was mad. I was really mad. And I took it out on the guys that I was dating because I had all these expectations that they just did not live up to 
because I was reliving a childhood wound of abandonment and rejection. So it was a big shit show and I was exhausted, but I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I'm so perfect. And I'm in this perfect marriage and life is so good. And I was dying inside. And I was just sick of not having a place to go and really like, I want to strangle my husband, not literally, but like, I, I'm like not happy, but I put my happiness in another person. And I had to learn the hard way about self-care, not being selfish. And that happiness is an inside job. And I had to really own my own bullshit. And it took me a really effing long time. And I don't want people to waste so much valuable time and energy on toxic friendships and relationships and jobs. So that's the one of many, many life experiences that I've had that kind of came to my mind, Scott, when you asked. That's a, that's a, that's a great answer. And, and something you just said to that, Kimberly, I want to dive into a little bit is uh, Scott and I talk a lot about, you know, the fact that what happens to us in our adult life usually stems from something in our childhood. Talk to us about, you know, your childhood and what observations now you can make about your childhood in situations that you can identify that might have been the root cause of some of your issues as an adult. Yeah, it goes way back to birth. I was given up for adoption and just that alone, I had rejection rejection and abandonment on bone marrow levels. So the story that I like to share is I was raised a sheep, but I was a lion. And it was very confusing when I had this deep desire to roar. And every everybody's like, wait, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to roar. So it, it's a big mind trip when you don't fit into a family and it's, it's just difficult to try to understand why you're different. And the family that I was raised in um, had, you know, some issues. And, you know, when you don't have that motherly instinct and a father who was just not emotionally available, um, it just really sets a young girl up for not good shit. And so it, I'm not making an excuse by no means, but now as a mother and looking back, you know, you have to prepare your children and you have to give your children those skills to tell them, hey, hurt people, hurt people. If somebody's bullying you, you know, don't take it, you know, have a healthy boundary. No is not a bad word. I came from the generation, like I said, the Brady Bunch family, um, you know, little house on the prairie and you had to be nice to everybody. And that just is not okay. It's okay to say no and set those healthy boundaries. So now that I now have the skills, I'm just like, holy cow. Like, I want to help everybody who wants to be helped. You can't help people who don't want to be helped. That's for sure. Well, let's talk, let's talk about that because Chris and I speak about this quite often. So we know that we can't help the people who don't want to be helped. But Chris and I talk about two terms. We call it savior and player. And so the savior is the person who's always going, I got something for you. I see what you need. Take this, take this. And the minute you do that, there's instant resistance. So with the things that you've learned, how can you be what we call the player, just demonstrating or playing in this world, showing people what you've learned without telling them to take it? In other words, when you show the success of who Kimberly is today, people can't help but go, I want what she's having kind of in Sarah, you know, when Harry met Sally, you know, like, yeah, I want that. So what do you do to make that happen so that people see you and say, I want to be that? Because there's a lot of people walking on that fringe going, am I awake? Am I asleep? How do we get people to shift? And what are your techniques to do that? Because we're all trying to figure it out to help those that aren't awake, wake up. Absolutely. You know, again, everybody's on their own journey and they're ready when they're ready. What it looks like for me and people that have seen my growth is they they're like, oh, my gosh, like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, even my kids are like, mom, you look like so good. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, sons, you've never seen your mom happy. So it's living it. It's authentically saying I've been through this shit and I, I got myself out of it. Like literally I peeled my own self off of the floor. Again, no one's coming to save you. Prince Charming is not out there. I don't know why we labeled that. I don't know why we set our young people up for that. You know, I, I've watched a lot of old movies and I'm like, no wonder I was screwed up. Are you <laughs> dirty dancing, foot loose? Like 
all these stuff like oh my god nine and a half you know, weeks yes yes like we, we just set our men up for you know failure you know it was always get married get married get married and i'm like wow i drank the kool-aid i'm busting out this truman show like i'm done with this groundhog day bullshit so back to your question chris living your authentic truth and truth has a vibration and dishonesty has a vibration. So when you have those shady people saying, oh yeah, and they're not living it, you feel it. It feels yucky. But when somebody's like, girl, I've been through it. I know what you're going through and this is what helped me. It may or may not help you, but let me help you get this different direction. It's being authentic to yourself and learning to self-care and self-love. So that's where it comes from. And like you're saying, it taps on your shoulder. No, it doesn't go away. You could run all over the world. You could have a thousand you know, different relationships and jobs. It's not going to go away. You could try to you know, numb it with drugs or whatever. It's not going to go away. So just buckle down, get the lesson, and keep it moving. And life is just a series of lessons, series of lessons. I used to get upset for all the shit that happened to me. I am so glad because I am not stagnant stagnant non-forgiving people scare the shit out of me i don't mind having this stuff happen to me because i love all the knowledge that i've been able to to experience with all the bad shit and there's a lot of good shit too of course good and bad so i hope that shed some light on it scott yes yeah, it did Thank go ahead go for it scott see some no, I want you to talk oh. first. You get something. No, I mean, I yeah, I mean, what you're, what, I mean, what you're talking about is the fact of just taking ownership and responsibility, and I think that's beautiful. I mean, that leads me to a question that I was pondering yesterday and trying to like looking and mapping out the processes of what we go through in order to to create what ultimately I came with is our identity, right? So, we're, and and obviously our identity shifts as we shift, or like you said, as we stay stagnant. Talk to us about that. That what how you view identity and how potentially people who are stuck in the wrong identity can see that and, and change it and become more authentic. You know, I was thinking about this the last couple of days, <clears throat> like where did women have to be augmented? Who set the moral compass for life? Like, why do we have to attain a certain thing? I could honestly tell you, I did everything that I was supposed to do by society standards. The big house, the nice car, the good looking husband, a, a high paying job, and I was still effing unhappy. So I don't know who sets those standards. Like, you know, it's just a matter of learning what you love and just applying what you love. So it that's such a that's a whole podcast. That's a whole clubhouse. <laughs> Can you give us an that's, example of that in your life, how it applied in your life, how it played out in your life? Um can you ask me the question again? Because my mind just went 9,000 different directions. Your mind just went 9,000 different directions. You counted yes. up to 9,000? Yes. No, my brain has been on fire. So ask the question again so I could narrow it down to that specific. Because when you when you open that question, literally my, my brain just went 9,000 different directions. <laughs> All right. So what was the question? That's what I'm asking. I lost the question. <laughs> What was the question, Scott? Bro, I'm lost too, man. I was waiting to listen to her answer. Like I was with her. Where no, okay, so free, so take the okay. So I, I got it. I got it. So so take us back to a time where you were able to apply the information you were just sharing. So take us back to a time in your life where you had to shift your perspective from that being potentially inauthentic, not being congruent with your your values, and where you went through that transformation. And now looking back, that was the growth point for you. And what did you learn in that process? Because I know for me, okay. when I a couple of different times I've had identity shifts where, like when I left corporate, it totally stunned me and it changed me. Um, when I left my mom, my identity changed because all of a sudden now I wasn't the piece of shit guy that was supposed to shut up and just be and told what to do. Now I was the guy that was able to go tell other people what to do and take charge of my life. So different points I've gone through these identity changes and I've learned more so than anything is is, is really the central theme is to, to be honest and trusting of yourself and have faith and love in yourself that you're going to get through and not only exist in life, but you can actually thrive through life. So I know you've been through a lot of different intersections in your life where your your morals have been questioned, your values have been questioned, your your, your sanity, your, your what the fuck am I doing here has been in question. Talk to us about some of those darker moments and how you transitioned out of those. 
Yeah. Okay. See, that's why my brain just went 9,000. So that was absolutely beautiful. So the thing that keeps popping up for me when you were talking was trying to be that Stepford wife, trying to be that perfect church wife, the perfect porn star wife and the perfect neighbor and the perfect everything. And even though I wanted to be perfect, I wasn't authentic. I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. As you see this wild, crazy hair, nobody believed I had curly hair because I, I spent hours and hours burning it by flat ironing it. I'm a pretty thicker woman. And I tried to starve myself to be this tiny, thin person that I will never be. I tried to be somebody that I wasn't and it actually made my body sick. And so I started not feeling bad for self-caring. My generation was, I wasn't even on the list. Help everybody but yourself. So I had to hit rock bottom emotionally, being extremely unhappy. I had, I wouldn't say shopping addiction, but I had a stuff addiction. I had to stuff stuff with stuff. And it just, you can't feel an empty hole unless it, you fill it with self-love and, you know, reparenting and all that. So it, I just had to just be, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I started to find out things that I enjoyed doing. So when I dated somebody, I love almonds, but if they loved Miracle Whip, I switched to Miracle Whip. I was a, I was a yes girl. I, I morphed into whoever I was with. I didn't know who the F I was. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what food. I mean, it was ridiculous. And I finally like white knuckled a marriage for almost 15 years. And I'm like, if this is what happiness is about, I don't want any part of it. I'm out. Like I literally, I, I changed physically. I look younger now at 52 than I did at 32 at 32. I looked like I was 62 cause I was effing miserable. And I'm not blaming that person. I'm blaming myself because I didn't know how to be happy. And I put a lot of responsibility on somebody. And that's what society does. We expect our partners to be our best friend, our porn star, our confidant, our counselor, our coach, our chauffeur, our lawn man. And that's a lot of pressure to put on people. And guys put that pressure on women too. And so that's kind of how it showed up for me and that's what came to my mind when you asked me that question. But again, my, I've got 9,000 stories. <laughs> Thank you. I, I like where Robert went with that. He said, I feel that pain. Miracle whip does not hold a candle to Hellman's. And when you said that I actually got upset too. Cause I'm like, people actually like miracle whip. I felt really bad for you in that space. I know I hate, Whip, but you know what but you know what i'm learning to like duke's mayonnaise so i'm really evolving and i'm becoming awake okay so duke's. that's a new choice you're exploring so you're actually you're getting out of your comfort zone off autopilot see i'm i'm miracle i mean i'm i'm hellman's because that's what you grew up with i like it but i tried miracle whip i couldn't believe it but i'm willing to try dukes so we can go oh, yeah. a whole new thing right here chris have you Absolutely. tried it have you tried dukes I honestly don't eat white creamy shit. I don't like mayonnaise. I don't now like. Now you phrase it that way. I don't like. I don't like ranch dressing. Uh, no, no, no. Thank you. You guys wow. can have all that stuff to your. You you can have that all that stuff all to yourself. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, what do we got? We got uh, Mark in the house. What's up, Mark? We got Mark O'Hara in the house. He says, uh, "Canes is the best." By the way. Oh, look at this. We got we got a controversy going on here. Not Dukes. Not Hellman's. Hey, Myra. We got what's up? What's up, Myra? Oh, that's right, Myra. Hey, Myra. I'm so used to just like different parts of my life. They're all coalescing at the same time. So, um, so one of the things, also things that I've been thinking about and talking about lately is truth, right? You know, we think about our truth about our life. Again, the truth of how we perceive it changes as we change, right? What is your thought on people's truth? Like so many people are hung on to their truth. Is truth really our truth, or is that a, a perspective of our truth? And what can we do to open our mindsets up to be more open that there's a different truth out there for us. Is that directed towards me? Yes. Oh, okay. So I think You're the guest. truth is filtered through their trauma and you have to just peel that onion back to get your authentic truth. And this is something I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks about, you know, 
being honest and stuff. And you've got to do the inner child work. You have to own your own bullshit or you're going to be in that hamster wheel. And your truth is going to change once you get that trauma off of you. So I hope that answered. So, so let's, let's sit there for a minute together because people, one of the things I always hear people ask, and I know that you get the same thing, and so does Chris, is people said, what do you mean the work? People always talk the work. And like, what does that mean? What does the inner child work mean? And Chris and I have both coached people who in a group dynamic will do this like, I don't have anything, it's, it's nothing's bothering me, nothing really happened to me. And I know that it's really just the game. They haven't peeled back that onion. And just with a little bit of work, they're going to be like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Let's talk about for somebody here who's never started the work or gently explored the work. What are some first steps that they can take to do that? You know, whether it's deep inner child work or just starting to take a look in the mirror and just kind of change or be willing to be aware of and change some of the things that are hurting them. So what I would recommend is, is see what patterns keep playing out. See what triggers happen. Like what it looked like for me since rejection and abandonment was my trigger when a, when a man would just gently pull back from me, it went to weird levels, you know, and find out what makes you angry and start wondering, well, why did that make me angry? And if you have someone coaching you back, you could take it back to my father didn't want to adopt me, but wanted to make my mom happy. He didn't dislike me, but I didn't get that fatherly love. So it showed up for me in my relationship. So I'm seeking a fatherly love of acceptance in a relationship. And that's too much pressure to put on a man. And so they would be like, well, you're kind of cute, but woo, that's a little lot for me. And so when they would pull back, I would be like, oh my gosh. And it would just trigger me, not just from that relationship, but it took me back to being a very young girl trying to jump on my dad's lap. And he's just like, you know, so it's just seeing the patterns and then hiring a coach. It's just not for athletes. You know, we think that coaches are just for athletics. No, it's for life. It's for guidance. And I don't know why society has, I didn't even know about coaching and hiring a coach. I hired my first coach two years ago. And I'm like, why in the world did I not know this 20 years ago? It could have saved me and a lot of people a lot of heartache. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say hiring a coach and just seeing how the patterns keep showing up in your life. Mm, the patterns, the patterns, we must interrupt the patterns, right? We must become yeah. aware of the patterns. But one of the things that happens in the patterns of life is the people who we associate with, right? We associate with people that, that, that we can fit in with. And I think about the conditioning process and I was thinking about it today. And the fact that we work so hard to try to fit in somewhere, we all want to belong somewhere. And sometimes we do that at the sacrifice of mediocrity and the, the sacrifice of self-love. And we just take whatever we can possibly get um, through those relationships. And of course, those are what keeps us stuck. Talk to us about that journey for you and having to leave relationships because a lot of people are so stuck on the fact that, no, this relationship is forever. But sometimes, as we've said, they come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. But so many people don't want that to be forever. What's that journey been like for you? So just the fact that we want to fit in is a trauma. You know, why do we have to fit in? You know, I was trying to fit in my whole life. I was a round peg trying to force myself in a square hole. And it's like this, you know, it, you just need to just authentically find your own path and not have those force fed philosophies that actually drove me. I had to learn what I believed in. I had to learn what I liked. You know, when you're raised by parents who are not really mindful of things and not really preparing you, and I'm not bashing my parents, you know, you can't give what you don't have. And there's just some people that have compassion and empathy, and there's some people that don't. They're on, they were on their own journey. But there's got to be a point in your life where you have to take accountability. Stop that train, Scott, and get off the, get off the train, you know, get off the train and get into your own destination. You know, what do I like? 
you know, what do I want my life to look like? And just take chances and just try new things. You know, I coach also and they're, well, I don't know what I like to do. Well, just go try some stuff. Well, what if it doesn't work out? It doesn't work out. Try something new. Try something well. else. Yeah. You know, if I didn't try anything, I would be a stagnant, probably overweight, looking like an 80-year-old woman because I would just be a, a slug. I've tried. I've failed so many times. I'm like, holy cow. But it's been fun trying. I look back when I'm 90 sitting in my diaper in a nursing home. I'm going to be laughing my ass off. I'm going to be laughing at all the fun, crazy shit. I'll be thinking of this show, watching Scott get set up behind backstage, <laughs> going, oh, my gosh, that was so fun. You've just got to try, and you just got to live your life, and you've got to trust your intuition. We have a gut instinct that drives us. I didn't know what it meant when I was younger. I felt things I didn't understand. Now with the education, I understand it and I utilize it to not only help myself, but my children, my relationships and my friends and other people. So just trust your intuition, try different things. Don't, everybody's going to get hurt. You know, I'm in the dating world and everyone's like, I'm so scared of getting hurt. Well, you're already lonely and miserable now. You're going to get hurt. So you might as well just up and try. Let's have some fun. Well, I don't want to give my heart. Fine. Let's just have some fun along the way. Like, you know, just try stuff. So that would be my advice. Just get out there and ever try stuff. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Jump into it, Chris. Just jump into it. Just jump into it. Just have the mindset like the tattoo says. What doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. What doesn't yeah. kill me? Kelly Clarkson Absolutely. owes me big. She and I were getting drunk and I showed her my tattoo and she wrote a song about it. It's a true story. I believe yeah. it. It's not a true story. <laughs> I believe it. Chris, well, what um, do we got? We've got some good stuff from people out there. Margaret, saying Margaret's saying here, she says, uh, people fail more than failures even try. Ooh. Thank you, Margaret, for that. I appreciate that. Uh, Robert says here, it's all about that, the journey, the journey. Yeah. And uh, Jacqueline's commenting here. She says, Diana Ross tune. I know it well. Oh, oh, stop in the name of love. Stop in the, thank you guys all for being here. We got Lee in the house. What's going on, Lee? He says, time to give the hamsters a productive assignment. There you go. I'm not yeah. sure exactly what that means, but if you have hamsters, Lee, then uh, <laughs> that's stuff that I do not need to know about. That's on an as need to know basis. And you just keep that with the emergency room and, uh, and yourself. Uh, I think you took up? that to a completely different place, Chris. I think that made a lot of sense until you said that. Of course it did. <laughs> but, you know, I can say whatever I want about whatever I want. You, um, you know, and, and, I, and I think about what you just said. And it's so it's so important, Kimberly, because the fact that the fact that we have to to go through what we define as pain or discomfort. And going back to that childhood conditioning of what our perspective of pain and growth really is. And that's never determined for us. That's never, that's never explained to us that sometimes pain is the leverage in what we can, what we need to do in order to change and identifying pain is actually a good opportunity for us to leverage change as, oppo as opposed to running from it. What has been one of the most painful, painful times in your life that you look back on now and, and, and have such kind regard for it because it's made you the person that you are today. Oh, wow. Um, I think the pain, the most painful thing, well, a lot, the, the one that's coming to me is being in a bully situation all through high school and, and not having the courage or a support system from my family to, to stand up for myself. And that was very hard for me when I said I was raised a sheep, but I was a lion. I really wanted to beat the shit out of them really bad. And my mom was like, no, you can't do that. I'm not a violent person, but we need to like stand up for ourselves. And that was a really painful situation for me to experience. Now I've sensed a lot of my bullies are actually my Facebook friends and they don't even remember the bullying. That's what's so crazy about bullying is we hang on to that trauma forever that we take into. So that was just really painful to, to not experience some of those high school things that we should 
because of bullying. I since realized that um, they saw me as a lion and I didn't know that. And I'm like, well, why would they be mad at me? I'm just a little baby sheep. But people saw me as a lion. And so when I was out in public, you know, in my home being a sheep, they're like, oh my gosh, you're such a badass lion. I'm like, oh, I am? I'm not a lion, I'm a sheep. And so it was very confusing to not speak my truth sooner. I suppressed my lioness for a really long time. And so that was really painful trying to be somebody that I wasn't. So that was, that was probably the most, I mean, I, the one that came to my mind was that. Oh, Scott. <laughs> usually, usually Scott's got all sorts of questions. Chris, I know. My, I'm feeling that little crickets like, okay. No, you know. So, I start so, dancing. So, so here's the, here's the simple reality. I don't want to trying to get the the internet set up here for like an hour, and I I think I almost went insane. So I'm just trying to come back to sanity right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, gotcha, okay. gotcha. I'm I'm thinking, okay. should I break out my? I don't want to hog the whole Scott. conversation. I'm like, <laughs> no. Oh. Listen, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. Like you said, I mean, here's the thing. The real world is out there. We come take our, our real worlds and we bring it here for an hour once a week. And this last hour has been absolutely insane where the internet was supposed to work. My phone didn't work. And I'm like, do I drive up the street? Do I drive back? And some guy knocks on the door. We're renting a condo. And he goes, I heard you were looking at internet last minute. And he gives me his code from next door. He could hear us. So that's how I'm on here right now. So oh, that's awesome. thank you, neighbor, dude. Never, dude. <laughs> Thank you, never, dude. Okay, well, I've got an, I've got another question. I've got another question because it's a question about questions, and this is something else I was thinking about earlier today, and I've been more and more fascinated with it because I think, well, I know this: when we ask ourselves the right question and we answer that question honestly, we have no choice but to change. So, an example for me, a question that I've been asking myself a lot lately is, "What am I making this to mean about me?" So what are some powerful questions that you've used, you've come in contact with that have been life-changing for you or your clients? Because I think those questions have the power to really shift us when we choose to focus on them. The question that popped in my head was, why do you stay? Why do you tolerate? Why are you accepting of that behavior? Um, that is kind of what came to my head. Um, you know, I just don't understand why people and including myself back in the day, not anymore. My tolerance for like that much, like next, 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 um, is why do you stay, you know? And it always comes back to, I'm scared. I don't want to be alone. And we've got to teach our men and women not to be afraid of being alone. Like I am my own party. When I was doing these videos that you were talking about, you know, redefining and upgrading and evolving your content, I'm working on those same videos. It's hard by the way, if you're not scripted and have a plan, but I was having so much fun. Like I don't have any problem being alone anymore. I don't have those abandonment and rejection issues. And it's such a freeing feeling to not be shackled with shit and I am helping men and women carve that key, the skeleton key to unshackle themselves because I can't unshackle. I tried to go around with the key and unshackle people, but you know what they did? They shackled themselves back up. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I just unlocked you. I don't know, I'm scared. I, I'm scared. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Scared of and what? They're mad Scared at, of what? I know. I don't know. And Failure, rejection, like, being in the same spot you're already in? Yeah. They're like, hey, can can you unlock me again? And what do you think my dumbass did? And they shackled themselves again. So you know what? I'm going to help you make your own key. The key is yours. And you could unshackle whenever you want to. So that's what I like to do. So what I'm are those steps maker. to unshackling? What's the steps to unshackling? is learning healthy boundaries, learning your personal philosophies, your moral compass, what you enjoy doing and saying no to people and owning your own BS and getting off of that hamster wheel or that institutionalized person. Get up, go to work, get up, go to work, get up, go to work, mow the lawn. Okay, go to church, break out of the matrix 
that's the first step is wake up. I'm not awake. I'm not awoke yet. I'm aware. I'm starting to be more aware, but I'm getting to the point where like, it's coming off of my eyes and I'm, I'm seeing things that like, okay, this doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense. I'm ready to break out of the matrix. And actually you're nailing it right there. A lot of people talk about the term, you know, woke or awakened, and we say it too, but you cannot wake up until you're aware. And so what yeah. I'd be selling people, if somebody's listening to this and they're excited and saying like, I'm a person who's been in this situation and I kept letting it happen. Awareness is step one. And that awareness doesn't necessarily, you know, happen. And then we move into an awakened state. That awareness could be this entire lifetime. You're just aware. You're not ready to wake up. And I think people need to give each other or give themselves a little bit of grace. You know, first of all, I love the word you use, tolerate. Like we've got to tolerate less that's hurting us and give ourselves self-love. But we've also got to give ourselves grace when we make a mistake and maybe you unshackle and we shackle back up once and then go, no, I'm not doing this again. We're going to make mistakes. Like the process isn't instantaneous. So anybody who's listening, I want them to hear our stories are all different, I'm sure, but we're moving forward. But it's a lot of times one step forward, two steps back, three steps forward. We're going forward, but there's going to be a few knockdowns and that's just part of the process. As long as we stay in that space of awareness and what Chris and I talk about, as long as we don't go back on autopilot and say, I don't want this growth journey. I'm just going to put my head down and keep doing what's in front of me. I don't want to think. As long as you stay thinking and aware. What do you think of that? I mean, is that kind of where you're at right now, that awareness and constant awakening? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have a choice of how I react to things. Just because I'm more aware and I have the tools and I have the boundaries and I know how to say no. And I'm in a protective bubble, but that doesn't mean that bad shit still doesn't happen to me. But I choose not to go dark or become bitter and become unforgiving and get back into that trap of the shackle. So I get the lesson. I hold myself accountable. I hold myself accountable. What did I bring to the table to, to possibly attract that and, and keep it moving and keeping a positive attitude. I've incorporated meditation. That was something new to me. Um, I learned about grounding. I've learned the importance of recharging by water. And I learned what I enjoy doing. Like I like to go to the movies to, to recharge and I don't feel guilty for doing that stuff. And so I've forgiven myself and I've given myself permission to grow. I don't hold myself back. Whatever I feel, I just do it. I mean, I just go with the flow. Whatever's flowing, I'm feeling. And I will let it ride and flow until it crashes. If it crashes, I'm next to the next. I'm on to the next. So I would just say having a positive attitude. So how do you find those self-love support pieces? Because you just gave a few and, you know, Chris and I subscribe to a lot of that. You know, you found meditation, you found the ability to ground, which is super crucial. You started finding those things that bring you some happiness and allow you to distract yourself, like going to the movies. A lot of us, you know, we've been doing the same thing over and over. How do you jump ship and try something new? Because everyone's throwing something at us. Like the second we say, the second people get vulnerable and go, ah, you know, I'm not feeling good. You should get this coach. You should do this. I have a class. Read this book. Take yoga. Do this. Do Pilates. And it's like, holy shit, did I really want to open that up? What? How do people find that? Because, you know, we can say the same thing over and over again, trust your instincts or whatever. But when 20 of your friends and family members are telling you all this shit to do, it can almost, it can easily tell you, I'm going to go back to the shackles because at least I don't have all these new things. It's easy to go back to the comfort. How certainty. do we ease into it? Yeah, that's certainty. How do we ease into uncertainty and not get bombarded? It's a great one. You know, yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. You know, if it feels good, you know, you have to try. You don't know until you try. I've tried many things and I didn't know until I started it that I didn't like it. And then I went to something else and then I stuck with the things that felt good and that I felt aligned with, you know we're in a society that we're bombarded. Like I talk, I think something it's on my Google search, like it's on my mm -hmm. Facebook feed. It's just a matter of, you know, 
what you're drawn to and what you're aligned with and what your goals are. You know, if we don't have any goals or a vision, it, it, we can be overwhelmed with a lot of shit. And, you know, you, you have to have goals. And if they're not in your goals, then just keep it moving. Just keep it moving. So I learned that lesson today with making these videos. I was just going to wing it. No, I need to have topics and content. <laughs> That's with life. What's your one-year goal? What's your five-year goal? And if somebody's bombarding you with all this stuff, if it doesn't line up with your goals, then thank them because it takes a lot to reach out to people. It really does because of the fear, rejection, and abandonment. I always answer someone that reaches out to me, hey, thank you for the 9,000 multi-level marketing thing, but I'm really going in a different direction. But I don't I'm being funny, but thank you, you know, and I reach out to people and not everybody wants to hear about the transformational badass and all the fun things that I'm doing. And that's okay. Hey, you may be not interested, but at least have an open mind. And if you feel aligned with this, great. If not, use your social currency and share it with somebody. So, so my thing is just, you know, you're, we can't stop the bombardment. You have to stop it. Like you, your brain has to process it. Okay. Will this reach my goal? Nope. Okay. I'm not interested. Hey, thank you. So just have some goals. I would be, I would say Scott set some goals. So you're not overwhelmed with all the bombardment bombardment of stuff. And I like the tool that you shared right off the bat. You're talking about the willingness to say the word. No, you know, we yeah. all get into that. Yes. Space. So, you know, the, the minute that you come and say like, Hey, great idea, but I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, but thank you. You know, just a gentle, like, I don't want to do Pilates. I don't want to do yoga. I just want to go for a walk. That's it. That's my starting point. So I get it. No, that's yeah. good info. Cool. Yeah. It goes back, it goes back to what you said before. It was the, the word you actually talked about, Scott, it's tolerations, right? One of the, one of the, one of the gifts that I give to my co coaching clients is I sit there and ask them, what are you tolerating professionally and personally in your life? And they'll come back and they'll have like 12 things on there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Really think about what you're tolerating. Think about every single thing that you're tolerating personally, professionally, the people, all the different things. And they come back with 35 things. And I'm like, just imagine how more abundant your life would be. Imagine how much less stress you would have in your life. If you cut a third of those tolerations, are those have tos or are those things that you are things that, that, that you need to do, right? Are they get tos? Are they things that you can eliminate? Well, if I don't do it, nobody else will. Well, that's a shitty excuse. It's like, really? Okay. What, what do we need to put into place to make sure that happens and thinking about tolerations. But one of the things I want to go back to on a selfish note is you've talked a lot about relationships and being single and, and going through that process. Um, <laughs> what can you say to the men watching this? We got men uh, chiming in and everything from your perspective, dating and being an expert in the field, what can men do today to shift what it is that perhaps were me a misunderstood about in relationships? is just be honest and don't be afraid no. to communicate what I know. That's what I'm dealing with. Nobody wants to be honest. And if you can't be honest, you rob that other person of making good decisions. So say you meet a guy, right? And he says, Oh, I want to be married and I want all this, but he's lying. Right? So I'm making a decision. If he would be a good candidate, I'm getting to know him. We're down the road five or six months. And all of a sudden he says, I don't want to be married. I was just saying that. So you'll date me I'm like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> you better sleep on your stomach, motherfucker. Right? Like, you know, just be honest. You know, I've gone on dates where I knew there was no chemistry and I knew it was not going to go any further. Instead of wasting my time in that person's time, I bought him a coffee and just said, Hey, Thank you so much for your time. I'm not feeling any chemistry right now, but I'm sure you're an amazing guy. And he's like, oh, thank you. Thank you for not wasting. And, and he was, they're still my friends on Facebook. They've actually called me and said, thank you for, you know, not wasting my time. Women waste time too, because they don't want to be alone. And so we're just wasting people's time. So I would say to men and women, be fucking honest at what you want. There was times where I was lonely and I just wanted to hang out with someone. I said, Hey, I'm just really lonely right now. And I'd like to go to the movie and I don't want to be by myself. Would you like to go? And he's like, Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you for being honest. We're still friends. Like we just have to be honest and why men and women are afraid to just be honest 
I don't know. And it goes back to being afraid, being alone. If we could become our own best friend and our happiness is our job, that we don't have to waste so many people's time. And another thing I talk about a lot is triangle ships. So talk to us about a triangle date. ship. Oh my gosh. I is that a three? Is that a, is that a, is that a, is that one of those one of three way things? No, it okay. means when you're talking to someone and dating them, they're still talking to their ex and their ex is talking to their ex. So you're not only dating that current person, you're dating their ex and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So you have to ask that question. So it came up for me that this person was still talking to his ex. It wasn't a big deal to him. Well, it was a big deal to me. But if you don't have that conversation, then how are you going to know? So you have to be honest. Hey, I'm still talking to my ex because I really need some validation and I want them to hurt just like I was hurt. You take that energy away from that current relationship. So you've got to just get rid of the past. You can't bring that into the future. You've got to be honest and ask the questions. So now, hey, are you still talking to your ex? Do you have a good relationship with your ex? And listen to how they talk about their ex. Mm -hmm. Listen to how they broke up with their ex. I've heard some horror stories of men kicking their ex out, being mean to them. That doesn't make me want to be with you. Hey, thank you for the honesty. But like, how people break up with you says a lot about that person. So just be honest with people, ask those questions and trust your intuition. If something's screaming red flag, trust it. It's a red flag. People, it's a red flag. It's seriously a red flag. You don't need to wait six months for it to get brighter. It's a red flag. So, <laughs> And again, we're just on this journey of love and life and you don't have to ghost, you could grow. Just be an adult and have an effing conversation. Hey, it was so fun hanging out with you, but I'm going in a different direction. I wish you much love and light. And you don't have to ghost people. Just be honest with people. So you, that person's not being devastated and taking that beating into the next relationship. There's this one guy that I met. He, I wanted, I just, I said, can I give you a hug? It, he was on like his eighth tender date. He was exhausted. He looked like roadkill. Tinder date of the day? Yes. He was exhausted. I said, oh my gosh. I mean, his wow. energy was just like, Jesus. he he was just beat up. He, he was so afraid of being alone that he was going on date after date after date. But he was bringing that energy because all he talked about was his ex-wife. And so. That'll he, get you laid. Yeah, like you've got to, you know, you've got to smile. You've got to not talk about your ex-wife, you know, there's, yeah. So men are really struggling right now. Women are really struggling right now. We've just got to be open and honest with people. And if you're not feeling that connection or chemistry, it's okay. That's why you date. You date to find out if you want to be in a long-term relationship. So because the Brady Bunch didn't teach us how to break up and be done with it, right? We had to figure it out on our own. And nobody had told me that you could break up with somebody. I felt I had to be in these sucky relationships because Marsha Brady didn't tell me how to break up with them and tell that guy, like, you're an asshole, right? I was waiting for the Prince Charming to emerge like the movies. And it mm -hmm. didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And this this has inspired you to do what? You've 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 seen a situation going on in humanity and you have said, "Hey, I want to be a solution to this." So talk talk to us about that solution. Yes. So how where people solution, get a hold of you? Yes. So how the solution came, I was in a very long-term relationship with a gentleman and we had been broken up for 2 years and we still remained friends and we laughed about the the single shit show. And we started a project about helping men and women be honest and, and communicate and talk. And unfortunately, he had lost his life several months ago. And he was a man who did everything right. The labels, Navy SEAL, seven degrees, PhD professor. He did it all right. 
and he was still unhappy. When he met me, he did not even know what to do. I had a Harley. I was a free spirit. This man literally changed into me and I changed into him. And unfortunately, he had two years of unleashing his inner badass. And we talked about how he wished he would have been able <clears throat> to unleash his inner badass sooner. And so I continued our journey and I'm holding a summit in October from the 7th through the 11th to help men own their own BS, help them, help them get out of the matrix, out of the Groundhog's Day movie, off of the hamster wheel, be able to say no and and learn not to be alone and be afraid. And then it's going to segue into a women's summit and then couples retreat. What's going to set this summit apart is the badass coaches and healers, which Christopher is on the panel as one of the badass coaches. What's up? And just, we're going to do a pre-care. We're going to do the summit care and we're going to build a community and aftercare. So a lot of the summits and stuff that I've gone to, I was like, woo! And then I got home and I still had the head trash. So we're yeah. going to continue that. You're going to build relationship with the coaches and have that continual care. And this is going to be something that we're going to be doing on a very regular. So if you do happen to get into a relationship or you have a woman, say you're a man and you meet someone, you could say, oh my gosh, there's this woman summit. Do you guys remember, like, I think they still have The Bachelor or Temptation Island and all those shit show dating shows. I, used I wasn't to on enjoy, any of them. Right. I used to love them because I lived it. Now it makes me physically sick to see the pain that they're going through. I want men and women to have a platform to meet healed people. So you don't have to go in that shit show of relationships. Now, I've also experienced where somebody's evolving and growing and the other person is stagnant. That's still yeah. not good. It's like, a dead battery trying to charge a new battery. It eventually drains the new battery. So I just want to have a platform for people to meet growing, evolving people. It doesn't mean that they're perfect. It means that we're just growing and that you have the tools to have really healthy relationships. Love is not supposed to be a battlefield. All these songs, we got it wrong. It's not supposed to be a battlefield. Love is supposed to be loving and kind. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to that song over and over. And that's what I emulated. What you put in, garbage in, garbage out. So mm -hmm. that's what so I'm where doing. Can they, where can they find oh, out yeah. more information about that? Yeah, so you, I saw that and you where is the, it? You didn't tell. You don't tell us where that event oh, was. I'm sorry. It's in Cancun. It's in Cancun, Ooh. Mexico. Cancun. Cancun. Yes. And it's at transformationalbadass.com. I will put my social media information on there. We will be having tickets for a virtual experience. And then we will have a women's summit in Hawaii. I will actually be going to Hawaii on Tuesday. That's a whole nother amazing story that's happening to be boots on the ground to have a women's summit. So it's going to be a continual thing. I came from the beauty industry of 30 years and I started noticing that women were coming in and men wanting to get their wrinkles off, wanting to have this done and that done. It was because they were not happy on the inside. You could only slap on and peel off so many wrinkles. I, I started turning people away. I'm like, I can't rip any more of your skin off. You, you know, you can't, you need some inner help. So that's how I started this journey 10 years ago of learning about wellness, learning about healing, the importance of internal beauty and how it affects your ex external beauty as well. So that's how you find me. And you jump in my inbox, um, friend me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram under Kimberly D. Houseman. And I really want to build authentic connections. I'm old school. I still like to talk on the phone. I actually will come drive and have coffee with you. I still like connection. From Missouri? Come on out. Well, no, I totally will. Yeah, I am I have no problem jumping in my car. I totally would. I just got back from Colorado seeing my boys. And I love to travel and I love to meet people. And I love building connections. Yes. We appreciate you so much for being on the show Thank and just you. sharing your brilliance, sharing your, your heart. 
You know, I mean, that's what I said at the top of the show that everybody's going to see your passion, your heart, your authenticity, your transparency, and your true love for humanity. So thank you for being that beautiful soul. Final thoughts, Mr. Goyette, before we let Kimberly go to the green room and we finish out the show. I just want to thank her for showing up and I want to thank her for bringing you to that event. And I love the fact that we're doing these things internationally, nationally, and to all the people that need that little spark to step into awareness so they can step into an awakening. And I love the fact that you're bringing an integration after the event because there's too many Tony Robbins-esque people that you know do an event and then the integration after people feel lost and then it becomes a drug versus a sustainable opportunity to grow. So thank you for that. Yes. Appreciate thank it. you for having me, Christopher. I, I truly enjoyed this. Scott, I'm glad that you got on and just happy to be here and thank you. Thank you Thank for giving you. me this platform to share my journey. Thank you. You are so welcome. We've had lots of people here. We got Shira. Uh, I think it's a Shira. Shira, I'm not wearing my glasses. It says, hi, yep. Chris. Hi, Scott. Kimberly is such a bright light. Absolutely. Robert says, Thank you, Kimberly, Christopher, and Scott. Robert says, Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Scott says, uh, Thank you, Kimberly. You badass rock star. Ooh, you're Thank a badass you. rock star. <laughs> Kimberly, I'm going to place you back in the green room and we're going to finish okay. out the show, but don't go anywhere. Go have one of your go have one of your little fire starter things. Yes, I got it. fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Woo! It's Friday night. It's Friday night. What'd you think, Scott? Is she not a bundle of energy, a bundle of wisdom, a bundle of just love? Chris, we we talk about this all the time. There, there's there's when you start to raise your vibration, raise that frequency, you start to have an alignment to a certain type of person, and we're all in that same space. And you, and you can feel it when you're listening to her talk, or when we're talking with one another. There's people that you feel like we're aware together. You know, we may not be fully enlightened, but we're in that awakened space. We're recognizing, we're embracing growth opportunities. We're in love with the idea of uncertainty and recognize that certainty is no longer something we're subscribing to. And you could feel it with her and it was beautiful. So. Mm -hmm. You know what, as you were talking and thank you for sharing that as you were talking for some reason, I feel sadness for people who don't get it. Like I've you talked totally to a lot of people. Chris. I've talked to a lot of people this week, a lot of people and they're like, Oh my God. And they're and, and understandably the stress and the overwhelm and the uncertainty and everything else. And they're like, Chris, you just seem so calm. And you just, you seem to be focused on like being that person in the middle and, and you and you seem to be, you know, showing love and everything. How are you doing that? And I'm just like, because I've spent my entire fucking life fighting. I have spent my entire life defending. I have spent my entire life being right. I've spent my entire life, um, you know, going to the nth degree to understand and know everything and have every plan figured out. And to Kimberly's point, there's a flow. And I was just talking to somebody earlier today. I'm like, what would your life be like right now if you had the same curiosity, the same sense of adventure, the same, the same confidence that you had when you were four years old? What would your life be like right now? And they're just like, yeah, we got to return to that. And I see so many people hurting and there is an opportunity for us to all collectively shut the fuck up, take a step back and say, Am I happy with my life, my life, my choices? Yes or no? No. Okay. What do I need to do? What do I need to confront? What growth opportunities do I have in front of me to be able to heal a little bit and perhaps not be so angry and so accusatory and so blame oriented to try to heal what's inside through external changes? You know what I mean? I just feel, I feel sad for people like that. But again, not too long ago, I would have been that very same person. So it's all part of the journey. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. And and there's a time and a space to, you know, even in Buddhism, I mean, even in all religions, you know, as well, um, there's a time and a place to fight, but fight can't be your norm. You, you know, your norm has to be a place of peace, get peace inside your heart, live in a space of peace. If that peace, peace is disrupted and fight has to be the last option, that's one thing. But to say I have to fight, 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 fight and displace the peace, that's no way to live. So mm -hmm. I agree. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, what's up? Lee says here, he says, Kimberly is simply magical. Magical. And then we got cinnamon whiskey. Cinnamon whiskey. I'm not sure what that is. Is that, is that the name of your dog or your cologne? <laughs> Robert, we love you. We appreciate you, dude. Um, yes, yes, yes. And for those of you guys who are still watching, we appreciate you guys, whether you're watching here this live and or on the replay, 
as always, go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com, www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Go there, engage with us. Tell us who you want us to have on the show. Tell us what subject matter you want. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want us to do. Programs we can provide you because this is not only just a show. This is an opportunity for us to engage with you, interact with you, and help build you guys up into your life and to where you want to go and to who you want to be. So on behalf of myself and Mr. Scott, we love you guys. We truly love you guys. You're our unfiltered crew. We will see you next Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh -huh. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And one more final thing, if you're, if you're around tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific Central Time, Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Standard Time. I will be going live with our friends, Serena Buffalino, talking about how we can heal humanity. So I would love to guys have it there. Thomas Nee says, I love you guys. John is in the house, missed it. We'll be here. You can come back and listen to it again and again and again. We love you guys. Go out there and change what it is that you're focusing on in order to change the results that you're getting. We love you. Peace out. Have a great weekend.